Let's talk mental health, specifically mental health services, which are essential for our overall health and well-being. And while mental health problems can affect any of us, regardless of our age, gender, our sexual orientation, our race, or even our socioeconomic background, women are more likely than men to experience common mental health problems such as depression or anxiety. In addition, women are more likely to experience post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and eating disorders. Factors such as gender-based violence, discrimination, and unequal access to health care can contribute to these disparities in mental health outcomes for women. So these problems for anyone can have significant impact on an individual's ability to function in daily life. It impacts our relationships with others and it impacts our overall quality of life. So obviously being able to get mental health services, which looks like therapy, medication management, and other interventions are important for gaining support, learning coping skills, and even developing like just a real good understanding of our own mental health conditions. Because this all leads to basically improved health overall. So in this episode of eHacker Health, we're going to talk about how to actually access mental health services in the digital age. Welcome to eHacker Health, the podcast providing digital and community resources to help women optimize their health. I'm your host, Dr. Kat Andrews. All right, so let's get started. Let's start with the first question off the top. What is mental health care, right? We won't make any assumptions that we all know what that is because I feel like that's one of those things that can be pretty confusing. So let's just start off with that question. Mental health care refers to a range of services that are designed to help anyone with mental health conditions improve basically your overall quality of life and well-being. Now, mental health care can come in many forms. Um, It can be counseling, it could be psychotherapy, it could be support groups, and it also could be medication management. And so mental health services are essential for promoting our overall well-being. Mental health problems can affect any of us at any age, any gender, and your financial background doesn't mean anything. These problems have a huge impact on our ability to just function in our daily lives. They impact our ability to engage with others, either in the workplace or at home. And they just affect our ability to function in our day-to-day life. Um, And when people receive mental services, we learn great coping skills. We learn what our triggers are, we're able to gain support, and we develop a greater understanding for our condition, whether that condition is general anxiety disorder or something more complex, such as bipolar. Whatever it is, being able to get the support and the education leads to improved health outcomes. But more than that, to be able to get to this, of course, people need to be able to access quality mental health care. And that means actually having providers who have cultural competency to be able to provide 
quality healthcare services, right? Thankfully, technology has created a bridge that increases our ability to engage in and access this care. So we have providers now who specialize in being able to cater to women, to teens, to BIPOC, to LGBTQ plus communities. And that's what I want to get into. I want to dive deeper into how digital mental health care services really have the ability to improve um, and impact our health. So let's talk a little bit about what digital mental health care is. So you could think of this as kind of an extension or even an evolution, if you will, of what traditionally is known as mental health services. Digital mental health care services take advantage of various types of technology, such as websites, apps, message boards, and even chat features to deliver mental health services, supports, and resources. This approach to mental mental health care, excuse me, is becoming increasingly popular, right? Due to its accessibility, the diversity of care. So you have a broad range of providers, licensed providers. Uh, It's convenient and it's extremely cost-effective. So then the next question is, well, how does it work? So digital health care can be provided or delivered, I should say, through either what is known as teletherapy, um, either through online self-help resources, and of course, through mobile apps. And they provide psychotherapy, support groups, they could be guided meditation, and even uh, cognitive behavior therapy or CBT. And I want to break down more specifically how this works and I'll break down what teletherapy is, online help resources, and mobile health uh, app services. So first let's look at teletherapy. So teletherapy is sometimes called online therapy or it can be known as e-therapy sometimes and this is under the telehealth umbrella. As the name implies, teletherapy is therapy that is delivered via uh, via virtual platform. And you typically will attend these sessions via your computer or your phone, like through a platform. And these sessions are HIPAA compliant. So your video sessions, or even if you do it through a phone call, right, you typically are looking at engaging through something that is HIPAA compliant, which protects you as a client. And while some of the big healthcare providers think Anthem and Blue Cross do provide teletherapy, what's happening is more and more people are also able to seek outside providers to find a therapist that actually either looks more like them. So basically someone who is not the, you know, what we used to see, the older white male, or more importantly, someone that they feel who has a broader or better understanding of worldviews that uh, affect them. So think things like gender equality, school bullying, uh, racial trauma, and gaslighting. So being able to find outside providers that cater to that is really important. Um, And you likely have noticed a growing trend of digital mental health care companies like Talkspace and BetterHelp and Cerebral, 
which is great for people who need affordability or really just want more options. Many of these companies actually accept insurance, um, but if you have no insurance or your insurance is pretty limited, the out-of-pocket cost is pretty low, which makes it a really good option for a lot of people. When it comes to being able to access this teletherapy as well, there are some niche digital mental health providers out there, and I want to go through a couple of them. So one, for example, is like teen counseling, which focuses on young people between the ages of 13 and 19. Another one is pride counseling, which for about, I think, $65 a week, you can chat, text, and even do video uh, therapy with a therapist who specializes in the LGBTQ plus community. Then there is Luna Joy, which provides holistic women's mental health therapy, counseling, and medication management specifically for women. And they have a variety of topics, too, that they look at that, again, cater to women, things like birth trauma and infertility and transitioning from girlhood into womanhood and all of the things that come along with that. Then there, there are specifically cultural or um, race-related therapies. So think therapy for black men, which provides relationship counseling, career counseling, and even trauma therapy for young black boys and black men. And there's also Latina X therapy, which has mental health professionals who speak Spanish. They also have um, speakers who can go out and provide mental health uh, information, whether it be in English and Spanish and also cater to the Latino community. They also, uh, with Latino X Therapy or Latino Therapy, they have a podcast and they do workshops and they have tons of online help, uh, self-help resources for anybody, whether you uh, come from that background or you are an educator and need to know more, maybe because you're working in the Latinx community, they have tons and tons of resources. And that's what I want to get into next online self-help resources. So this um, typically can be a website or it can be an app. And what you're getting is clinically backed or data-driven resources. And I feel like one of the companies that does this really great is like Mental Health America. They have an abundance of resources and, and legit DIY tools that you can use for things like how to process trauma, how to deal with stress, even how to prioritize your self-care. Right, so you can move beyond all of the noise and the things that we see online and really understand how to do these things. There's also uh, other nonprofits like the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which has a lot of great information, particularly on how to support diverse communities, again, such as the Black, Indigenous, and People of Color, or BIPOC, along with uh, the LGBTQ plus community, because these particular communities often face uphill battles in getting care, support, and mental health services as a result of systemic racism and historical barriers. And these inequalities have left people feeling and facing pain, bias, and traumas unsupported. But it's not just 
self-help resources for patients as a provider or as an advocate, as a parent, as a teacher who wants to know more about mental health, you can find great resources for yourself at these sites and also additional um, platforms such as Black Mental Health Alliance. There's also one of my favorites that I recently found, which is the womenshealth.org website, which which focuses specifically on women's mental and neurological health. Their mission is to increase the visibility of women in medical research and improve medical outcomes for women. And I'm going to quote what they have on their website because it's I think it's amazing Uh, they quote and say we conduct mental and neurological health research that prioritizes gender and diversity and create web-based tools to make that research possible our technology allows us to quickly develop and test better brain health solutions for women and make them available to you for free. And the reason why this is absolutely amazing is because women's health is so often under-researched, but not only is it under-researched, it is underfunded. Yes, not so great. So being able to have a website and a resource like womenshealth.org is absolutely amazing. And then the next service that I want to get into is looking at on-demand services. So a lot of us actually already know what on-demand services is. If we have Netflix or, you know, any of the streaming platforms, those are on-demand services. So if you think of how you can just pull up anything at the time that you need it or the time that, you know, you would like to access it, that's kind of how... Um, some mental health services work. So to give you an even more uh, relatable analogy, on-demand mental health services is similar to a warm line. So if you don't know what a warm line is, it is a dedicated phone number available to anyone who is having a difficult time or in crisis. And this number is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It is free and confidential to use. And because warm lines are staffed by trained peers who have been through their own mental health struggles, they can often empathize and offer help. So if you need to vent, you really need to get something off your chest. You need to get something out of your head and actually have a person to talk to. This is the beauty and the benefit of having a warm line. And that's how on-demand services work as well. Um, They differ from a crisis line, such as the National Suicide Lifeline, where the focus is on keeping the caller safe and getting them connected to crisis services immediately. But a crisis line is also an on-demand service that is needed right then and there. Now, when we're looking at these in terms of digital services... On-demand digital services, you request at the time that you need them. And so for a good example of that is something like Seven Cups, which is probably one of the first digital mental health services I ever became aware of several years ago. They provide online emotional support, and you could think of this, um, they do it through like message boards and chats that are monitored. So I used to call it like the Reddit of mental health. That was the way I would think of it. Um, 
And so if you're the kind of person who likes to kind of type things out, if you like to, you know, use more of a chat feature versus talking, um, this might be something that is really beneficial for you. You can join what they call listening groups, which are similar to support groups. You can find your own peer group. They have teen groups. They have women groups. They have gay groups. They have men groups. And you can do this all in real time. And they, again, are monitored. They're moderated. And for those of you, again, who like to engage through typing or chat functions, this is a really great alternative to just dumping into Twitter, which is we know is a toxic wasteland that will get you no help. So there are, besides Seven Cups, there's a couple other that work this way. There is Now and Me, and there's another one known as Blah Therapy, that's B-L-A-H Therapy, Um, and they've all been around for several years. These are not new companies. These are pretty legit, and the reason, uh, one of the reasons I like these is besides the chat function, they also have an option to get therapy when just venting isn't enough. Um, They believe they all have an app so that you can kind of take these on-demand services on the road with you. Now, to get into the app part of getting kind of digital mental health care services, apps are generally more therapeutic in nature versus kind of as a direct therapy. And by that, what I mean is that you are able to track your symptoms. Uh, You can learn more coping skills. You can become more knowledgeable about mental health. And that's the beauty of being able to have an app. Now, it's there's an overwhelming number of mental health apps out there. And it doesn't matter if you use uh, Android or if you're iOS or Apple, there's tons on the market. Some of the most popular ones, though, of course, are things like Calm, Headspace, uh, the PTSD coach and Happify, right? Those are probably ones you've heard of. There's also some mental health apps that have been uh, gamified or they have gamification, which make them a little bit more interactive. There are characters such as like pets that you can take care of or trees that you can grow, um, tasks that you can assign yourself and even digital journals for you to get your thoughts basically out of your head. And it's nice to be able to go back and see and because it's in an app, it'll show you, right, what you have been, um, it'll help analyze your thoughts for you to show you maybe what has been keywords for you. And honestly, I probably need to do a review on some of these because I've tested out several of them. Um, And some of the ones that are out there are things like Fabulous daily planner there's the finch self-care pet which is one that i've used i am daily affirmations and the gratitude self-care journal um okay so i've talked about a lot of ways that you can use digital health care at least what's out there but what are the actual benefits of using digital mental health care so now one of the benefits of using digital mental health care, I kind of alluded to it with the apps, is that the ability to get personalized care by tracking your symptoms and behaviors through an app or even journal entries, your chat messages, and your video sessions, 
your provider can actually tailor treatment plans to meet your unique needs. And I'm actually gonna use myself as an example for this one. So I use an app called Migraine Buddy to track my migraines. And what's great about this is it's super easy. In my case, if I get a migraine, I don't have time. I, I literally roll over and hit the start button if I need to, because generally they they happen. If I do get one, it could be, you know, when I'm waking up or something like that. Um, but I'll hit the start button in terms of timer. And when I am recovering, I can then go in and based on the app, just kind of put what triggers are, how I felt. I can track my anxiety. I can track fatigue. I can track all my triggers and symptoms and even things like the weather. Why this is important is because all of us, and I do really mean all of us. I feel like no one is immune to this. We are all very bad historians when it comes to going into the doctor's office and answering that question that our doctor asks us, right? So tell me how you're doing. We kind of tend to talk about what's happening in the moment, and we're not very good about going back and telling the story of what's been happening because so many things happen. So what's great about being able to have some of these digital health uh, apps and things of that nature and using digital um, mental health services is the data can often fill in the blanks that you have forgotten about that have slipped your mind um, and that's the beauty and one of the great benefits of that because then your doctor gets a complete picture of what's going on and not just what you, what you remember right now on the flip side of the benefits are there some drawbacks well yes Specifically, um, digital mental health care services are not a substitute for in-person treatment for most people, right? Especially for those who have severe mental health conditions and actually need in-person services. Um, it is also essential to ensure that digital mental health care services meet the same standard of privacy, confidentiality, and quality as traditional mental health services. So if you find that you don't actually like teletherapy, if it's very distracting to you, if you feel like you're not able to get the same value out of it, then absolutely you should actually ask for in-person sessions. If you are using, um, for example, an on-demand service or a chat function and you want help, that's the beauty of it. You can ask for the assistance to say, I need to see somebody in person and get those resources. Virtual and digital services are not everyone's cup of tea and that's absolutely okay. What's important is that digital mental health care is an option and that option has been a lifeline for many people who otherwise would have not been able to get any care at all, okay? So that is, in a nutshell is what digital mental health care services are. So I wanna wrap this up really by saying that mental health services, whether it again is online or in person, 
play an important role in preventing mental health crises and reducing the stigma associated with mental illness. These services can help individuals identify and manage mental health problems early on, which often prevent the need for more intensive treatment later. Additionally, mental health services can help reduce the negative stereotypes and discrimination associated with mental illness by promoting understanding and education. So get the care that you need, explore all of your options, download some apps, explore some websites, ask lots of questions, and above all, know that it's okay to not be okay. All right? So... I would love to hear from you. Please go ahead, send me an email, let me know. Um, Jump on over to the lovely TikTok. I actually started doing uh, some videos and that's been an interesting exploration, but I'm over at TikTok at Dr. Kat Andrews. Um, You can also jump on over to Facebook and explore that realm over there that's at eHacker Health. And feel free to send me a message though. I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, send me a message and let me know what you are thinking. I've also started to create blogs for this. So if you wanna be able to read up a little bit more about how digital mental health services are, you can go ahead and do that and feel like you can leave a message too. I'd love to know um, if you are using digital mental health services, what your thoughts are. Do you like it? Did you not like it? it um if you're not are you thinking of exploring it now that you've learned a little bit more um so yeah that is it so i hope you guys are all having a good day remember to eat your veggies drink plenty of water and again have a good one take care of yourselves bye